The all-new Toyota Highlander is designed to go Highlander. What's go Highlander, you ask? It means amplifying your comfort with available premium leather interior and ventilated seats. And amplifying your groove with an available booming 11-speaker JBL audio system. Or even amplifying your crew with roomy seating for up to eight. Don't just go. Go Highlander in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Toyota. Let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Incorporated. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, the idea of ghosts in the graveyard is not a shocking concept. After all, it's a plot of land lined with the dead. But just how haunted are some graveyards? Today we hear the true ghost story of a man who comes face to face with the paranormal in the graveyard. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, and 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com and get yourself hooked up with all the bonus episodes. Got brand new ones for you every single week, filled with some of our best stories, advanced episodes of the show commercial-free, and other extras if you want all that. If that sounds good, you're liking the show, become an EPP that's an extra podcast person you sign up for that over at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on all of the extras as a supporter of our program please and thank you Tony and Carol Hughes joining you once again and how are you this Tony, fine Tony. day How's it going, Tony? It's uh, it's going. Uh, this is airing uh, pretty damn close to, I probably think, almost the week or the week before Thanksgiving. I don't know exactly. Uh, but it's the week of Halloween as we are recording this. And I have revived my graveyard with glory. <laughs> After an it e- looks really good. An EFT EF2 tornado took all of the gravestones away last week. So um it's back and better than ever. In some ways, I thank the tornado. Uh my neighbors down the road, not so much because they have trees in their house, they're missing roofs. We were very lucky and fortunate. And I'm just trying to make light of a shitty situation. I don't I don't wish that on anybody. It was really a Oh no, it's a, scary. Yeah, it was I mean well, it was. Know, down the road, you'll be at a neighbor's house for a little get-together, yeah. and you'll be talking about the tornado. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, yeah, we lost that tree in the backyard. And you'll be like, I lost my graveyard. It'll be even worse. It'll be like, we lost the tree that we planted with our grandson all those years ago. And he passed memory, away la- and, and he passed away last year and all we had left was the tree. And it's like, oh, I lost a gray I lost foam gravestones. Like, yeah, they went yeah. all over the place. I it did, was amazing. I did kind of have that moment the moment the, the morning of the storm because I did walk outside and I had no idea that there was a that it was a tornado. We just at that moment, not even the meteorologist did. Um everybody was just saying straight line winds. Um, and I had not gone anywhere other than the corner of my neighborhood, which was in fairly okay shape. Um, and then I saw my neighbor across the street and he walked back over and I'm like, oh my God, all my gravestones are missing. 
I'm like, and he's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, they're like foam. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not surprised they blew away, but I'm like, that kind of sucks. He's like, oh, well, uh, you can't get out this road. You can't get out that road. There's a house down the road with two trees into it. There's trees down everywhere. The airport's closed down and nobody in the city has power. <laughs> I'm like, but what about my foam gravestones? My foam gravestones. <laughs> like a petulant wow, child. Neighbor, are you? I know. It's like nine. It was the first time I met him too. Like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. So at that neighborhood get together, yeah, that guy Bob is going to be like, yeah, Tony here. Look at that. He lost his foam gravestones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I ended up going to uh, the a bunch of stores this week that were doing their closeout of all the Halloween stuff. So it was like 50% off, 75% off. And a lot of it was picked over, but they did have a handful of headstones left. So I, Yay, headstones. I, I stocked up from a couple different stores. So they look all different, you know, cause they're from different places and it really looks more like a real grave. It, it looks better than it did before. It looks like an actual graveyard because they're all kind of different and different sizes and it was great i got more skeletons in there i said no tornado is going to hold my halloween fun down and i it was like bags of skulls three for five dollars that's a sentence no one should ever have to repeat and (laughs) it seems like a bargain i bought three bags of skulls uh yeah so it's uh it's well it's it's turning out good i got an apparition uh, a little uh one of the uh hologram type things up in one of the windows so, Those are cool, actually. They are. I really like it. It's really cool. My uh, my daughters were both like, you're not putting that in our room because, you know, they're kids and you don't want to freak them out. But I did manage to get it in the attic. So uh, that's uh, Ooh, that's the best spot. It is. It is. So and I, think yeah, I borrowed somebody's grave graveyard in their front yard. They had some big skeletons and stuff um, for a photo shoot with my dog. And then everybody's like, you're. Your yard looks great. Like, I don't even know who those people are. <laughs> they did all the work. I saw it that was, photo. It was great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's very good. You know me. I don't decorate for anything. And <sighs> but yeah, so people are like, that is so cool. Like, yeah, tell that to the people a mile away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like he was posing for the picture. I, my dog always poses. He loves Halloween. <laughs> he does. But they're kind of funny because I've got the skeleton sneaking up behind him in the one picture. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, good so job. So you should just take credit for it and just yeah. say thank you. That's all you got to do. Just say thank you. I, we love Halloween. <laughs> and they're like, oh, good job. Every year, just go in front of the next best house and just say, look how much we, up our game, we upped our game this year. And people will believe it. It'll be great. There's some good ones around here. So, uh, yeah, I should do that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Of course, also write in on our website at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com. And let's go to our first letter of the day. It uh, says, uh, this is Albert from Ann Arbor, Michigan. I have a couple of paranormal experiences that I'd like to share. I was born in the Philippines with my parents who were still serving in the USAF. I was raised with Filipino friends, so I instantly became acquainted to their cultures and beliefs. One of my most festive celebrations has something to do with the dead that they celebrate. We all know all saints 
and All Souls Day are out there and they celebrate it like some sort of festival, like the Day of the Dead in Mexico. It's part of the tradition to go to the cemetery at least a week before the festival to clean up and dress up their relatives' tombs. That's when my first story took place. I was invited by a close friend to come and join my other friends to go to his grandparents' tomb to clean it up. It was the first time for me. We have no one to visit out there as my parents' family all live in Michigan. When we got to the cemetery, we never got to the cleaning part. See, the way a Philippine cemetery is set up, it's made of different types of tombs, multi-level blocks, mausoleums, etc. It's all very close to each other, and for us, it looked like a perfect place to practice our parkour. Back then, we were between 12 and 16 years old, so we didn't really care about anything. Parkour is life to us back then. We did multiple jumps from one graveyard or gravestone to another, climbing here and there and repeat, but while doing one of the jumps, I felt something weird, something different and very unusual. It was the feeling of something or someone just trying to pull me before every jump. I could have blamed it on my friends, but in every trick we do, I always am the last person to do it. It continued to happen until I almost fell in my last jump because this time, whatever it is, had tried to push me. I decided it's too weird that I must stop. I went down and told them I need to rest. They continued their jumps till another friend came down and I asked him why he'd stopped. He didn't answer me immediately, but he instead sent me a text telling me, I must do this on SMS because he doesn't want to scare the others. He said something was trying to stop him from doing the last jump. He said he thinks he heard his grandpa's voice telling him to stop. By this time, only our oldest friend, Manny, was left doing the jumps, and we followed him below. He was about to do a mausoleum-to-mausoleum jump when my friend shouted, Don't do it! Grandpa said! I was met with chuckles from Manny. He was the oldest, most daring, and a bit of a pain in the ass for his parents. Shut up! You're ruining my setup! Manny responded. The distance of the jump was about seven feet, and he's coming down from ten feet, a ten-foot building, to eight-foot one. He did the jump and he made it about two feet from the edge of the roof. We thought he made it, but for some reason he fell back and head first. It was an eight foot drop and he's visibly in trouble. We called for help and he was rushed for treatment. My parents were beyond furious, but they gave me a lift to check out, uh, check Manny at the hospital. We got there, he was asleep and it was his mom who spoke to us. What she told us made me believe that this is not a normal slip and fall accident. Manny told his mom at the moment he landed on the concrete roof, he saw a policeman sitting on the roof furiously looking at him. He said he was so shocked that he stepped back and fell. I was grounded for the rest of the week, and as soon as I got an access to my phone, I immediately called one of my friends. His update was a shock. He said after visiting his grandpa's tomb, they all went to the place where the accident happened. He said Manny's story may have been validated as a legitimate paranormal event. The roof where he slipped and fell belongs to a police captain who passed away two years prior. Three months later, my parents went back to Michigan with me. As a boy who grew up in the Far East, the woods, the lakes, and the weather here in Michigan is a new planet for me. I've had many stories walking into the woods, and I'll probably share that next time. Thank you much for the podcast, and keep it up. I, I miss the days of jumping from mausoleum to mausoleum. Remember doing that sort of stuff? <laughs> oh, I was so good at that. Um, like, why? <laughs> That's the kind of thing that kids do. It's like, why are you doing that? And I think as an, an adult, 
you're like, because you can really hurt yourself. But a kid's like, this is fun. Yeah. Until you see a ghost policeman on top of one. It, it just even, I mean, I was a cautious kid, believe it or not. Uh, of course you would. But uh, the... I would I would get into some things, but I, I had enough sense of knowing these are all really hard surfaces. And, you know, it's just like it, jumping rock to rock. It's just one you don't do. I remember like playing in like hay bales and things like that. But you had like kind of a soft landing where you weren't going to knock all your teeth out should you slightly mess up. Oh, I was the kid who would have done it. The, really? Oh, my God. Yes. I wouldn't have I done the, the most mausoleum. stupid things ever when I was a kid. Like. Don't throw that M80 until the fuse has gone down a little bit farther. Because if you hold it just long enough and then you throw it, (laughs) it'll land close enough to the water. It'll be like this huge water explosion. (laughs) And we would do that. You got to hold it for just a little bit. And anybody who doesn't know what an M80 is, it's like a little, little, little piece of dynamite, basically. But... You know, that was, I would do that stupid stuff, you uh, know, and I think you got to get hurt really bad first. <laughs> you and a, then you're like, oh. Once yeah. you have a slight maiming, then it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm missing a couple fingers, but. Uh, well, I, and then what happened was somebody told the parents, do you know, <laughs> they're down there throwing M80s. We're like, we found it. I lived on a lake and we found it. And it was in that haunted house. And we found a little boat. And it was like our boat. And the only problem was it had a hole in it. <laughs> but that wasn't going to stop us because it was small enough you could still bail the water out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And that went really well till my mom one day, she tells a story of, look at those idiots out on the lake today because the storm's moving in. And then we come in the house and my sister goes, I'm never going to sit on that brick over the hole again. <laughs> and my mom's like, what's your sister talking about? Who's probably seven at the time. You're like our boat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm the one who would jump from mausoleum to mausoleum if we would have had them. I explore mausoleums i loved doing that which is another bizarre thing i just wouldn't like do the jumping thing I, i'm i'm that's that you was know, actually a fun pastime of mine was wandering through the mausoleum near my house when i was a kid no no joke and it just is kind of odd to me like that there'd be a lot of ghosts in a cemetery because that isn't the place i would want to hang out no like, but if maybe like, you could be in more than one place as a ghost. I mean, why not? I don't know if there's rules. Yeah. But, like, if there's a police officer buried there and these kids, you know, he's getting pissed off at these kids for disrespecting the the cemetery. Yeah, he would show up. Yeah, I, I could see. I don't think he would have wanted to scare the kid to make the kid fall, but he did. It was just kind of one of those unintended effects. You know, he was trying to. To give a lesson, essentially, and uh, and it worked, but you know it had some other consequences, unintended. But I don't blame the police ghost for showing up, going, "Hey, uh, knock that shit off, kid." Well, um, then the other ones, like grandparents, are like, "Don't be doing this." Yeah, yeah. I uh, that is something your ghost grandpa would do. I'm glad the uh, the other one kind of listened and, and calmed down, and uh, everyone learned their lesson. 
and uh, they can play the cheesy music. Now everybody gathers around the hospital bed, has a quick little laugh, cut to credits, and that's how the show ends right there. Uh, 855. Wait, I was waiting for your music choice. I I don't have anything lined up quick enough. I should just have like a full house ending ready to go at all times. (laughs) Uh, 855-853-4802 is her number at Real Ghost Stories Online. We have an update from Glenn, the security officer. Of course, I'll preface this if you're new to the show, because I know a lot of folks have found us in October. Uh, On the Halloween episode, you probably heard all of Glenn's uh, updates. Uh, There has been a couple more since then, but this is the latest of the haunted building that he guards. Hey guys, I'm just going to Cincinnati. Um, just talking to you guys real quick about some stuff that's been going on. Um, you know, the other night, around like about eight or nine, I went outside to smoke real quick. And it was it was an easy night, I guess, but I walked outside right about six or seven residents outside sitting around and two of the residents were like flipping their shit and they were on top of like this old uh, concrete uh, roof type thing and the old smokestack that came out through it and only had passed the building on the outside. So it was pushed toward the old uh, boilers that are no longer there. And I said, what the hell are you guys doing? You know, you guys need to get down there in case that shit breaks and you guys are gonna go through three floors. He goes, man, you missed it. And I was like, what do you mean I missed it? He goes, man, if you just came out here a little bit sooner, he goes, you would have seen what the hell we seen. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I thought they were pulling my leg at that point. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. He goes, no, I'm dead serious. He goes, up on the fourth floor, this tall black shadow just walked by. He goes, man, this shit's crazy. And I said, the tall black shadow? I said, how tall? And he was about six or seven feet. I said, oh, yeah. I know you're talking about, he goes, you, you seen it? I said, no, not personally, but I've seen other shadows in that building, but so I don't think I've never ever seen the tall man. That's what they call him, the tall man. Because he mainly hangs up on the 11th, 7th, and hell, I even think the 8th floor. <clears throat> you know, and I've never really walked into, you walked into that shadow or seen that shadow. I've heard a lot of stories from residents about it. Like when they first started, you know, renovating, the guy made appearance apparently a lot, a lot, a lot. And I mean, a lot. I've had, we've had, we read through some of the old reports that, you know, shadow seen or person seen on this zone so for, you know, uh, pending investigation. They can probably pending investigation all they want. They don't find shit. Um, what I understand from the residents, the guy who usually hangs out on those floors and he'll make an appearance for like a little bit and then gone. And even after you like see him like walk around a corner, you could run after it and by the time you get around there, the dude's already gone. But these gentlemen were like adamant that they seen something. And the one, and they were both flipping their shit. So, you know, I was talking to them and they were like, so what are we gonna do? I was like, there's, really, well, there's literally nothing you can do. I said, it's pretty harmless. You know, I've never heard any story about it hurting anybody. And he goes, yeah, but man, that motherfucker was huge. And I was like, yeah, that's what they call him the tall man. And he goes, and I said, well, where'd you see him at? And he, they started pointing up in the same position I found him when I came out. I was like, yeah. And he's like, man, that motherfucker had to bend down just to see his face. I was like, well, nobody ever sees his face. You know, just see a big, tall outline of a person. 
and that's it. And the guy usually disappears for a couple, you know, after a couple seconds. Or as long as I think I've, you know, anybody seen him is about, you know, three or four minutes. And that's when the older lady used to live on the eleventh floor. And um, I said, yeah, you know, he, he really don't hurt nobody. He just walks around. Then you know, I really told him. Uh, I was like, you know, he really hangs out up on the, well, you know, eleventh and the seventh floor. And I'm like, so you know, they're like, well, I guess he's moving around. I like, well, I guess he is moving around tonight. But I think most of this stuff's coming from where they're starting to change the property outline, and they're they're start, they're starting to cut down a bunch of old trees, including one of the trees that the, uh, that a lady fell or uh, tried to commit suicide. She jumped out the eighth floor window and landed through the tree and landed. She survived, but she, you know she ended up passing away later on due to the injuries and stuff like that. But um, you know, they're end up cutting down a lot of trees out there. And I was talking to the main contractor guy about most of the stuff that's been going on. And he goes, have you ever seen the old, uh, you ever been down in the bullet room? And I said, yeah, but I said, I've never went down there much after. I said, I just don't like it. It gives you a really bad bite. And I told him about when um, I was down there with the female guard and I was talking to her and I was on the top you know, steps and told him about the two balls of light that came out and they were in tandem. So they were like side by side and all of a sudden they just, boom, blew up into like a side of an arm, rib cage and shit like that, and then literally walked out the door. And he's like, wow, man, that is crazy. And I was like, yeah, it is. And he was telling me, he goes, well, if you ever go back down there, he goes, go down those steps near the old sump pump. And I said, no, I'm, I'm good, dude. I don't. At least the other way leads straight to the old boiler room. And if you literally go in there at night, you'll get your ass kicked. Like, you'll have shit thrown at you. You'll get, you'll get cut or get scratched. You know, big-ass pieces of metal get thrown at you. And I'm, I'm not down for that. I don't want to deal with that shit. I'm good. He goes, well, I'm not talking telling you to go down there at night. He goes, just go down there. Go down, go down those steps while you also pump. Look to your right. Goes, to your right side should be the, the original tunnel that went underneath this place. And I said, dude, you're, you're telling me to do some shit. I don't even, that don't even sound fun to me. He goes, I'm being that serious. He goes, to the right side, there's an old, old tunnel, and it reaches out literally for a mile and a half. And I said, for a mile and a half, that's pretty insane. He goes, yeah, because it goes underneath where McDonald's is now. And he goes, that used to be the other part of the hotel. And he goes, then there's another one that leads across the street toward the, um, to the original uh, owners and the builder of the place that work at, where you know, originally lived. And I said, like, you know the fun fact about that shit? And he goes, what's that? I said, you know, we found that guy. I said, it, it gives it for a death date, but it doesn't give where he's buried, nor what he died of. He goes, yeah, I did, I did find that kind of weird. And, and he's like, I've never seen something like that. I said, the only way they would probably do that if they're protecting him for some reason. And I was like, yeah, yeah it, is, it is weird. So, yeah, so I guess due to all this shit that's going on, because... They're still not done with the property. They're being cut down trees left and right and pulling stuff up. Either somebody that's been inside that place for years and years has been dead, isn't liking what they're doing, but we're getting a lot more activity down by on the first floor where the other guard is because we're now getting doors and that will close daily. Hell, we even had the first door open closed the other day by itself. It wasn't windy, none of that shit. It literally looked like somebody walked through it. And then they found that one door 
and then they're telling me they found another door where it literally leads nowhere, and then they're finding more damn uh, tunnels where they're literally walking to a brick wall. And, uh, and I was like, well, this place is just, you know, fucking insane pretty much because it, none, nobody knows where these tunnels are leading besides that one on the right side. And then the contractor's like, man, if I find anything else, I'll let you know. But he goes, so far, it's just we're running in two positions where if we see it in the blueprints, and then we look there and it's not there, he goes, we know there's a secret door. And so far, they have found uh, 13, I believe, maybe 14 doors to where they're supposed to be there, and they're not anymore. And they'll go in there and clean it. They'll go in and knock a wall down and find the rooms. <coughs> And what they do is they'll fill them in and then the brick and then be done with it. Or if they can, they'll make it into another room. Which, if those rooms are uh, blocked up for a reason, then they're actually doing something pretty bad because whatever is in that room is literally being let loose throughout the whole place. Yeah, so I guess more shits to follow. I don't really know at this point. It's just. Anymore, you'd have to take the day with a grain of salt because it depends on where you're at and what you're doing. You'll see some shit. From what I understand, uh, they seen something in the ballroom the other day in the same spot. The next morning, the, the roof caved in. So, it, it, to me, I think it, something is there that really loves that place. They all love that place. And they're just trying to watch out for it. Or, it's just a, bad, a bunch of bad shit there that wants nothing more than to see people back. But you guys have a good day. My take on that place is that it it's there's there's so many things there. I think there's a lot of things there that love that place, a lot of things there that are very protective of that place and, and probably some things that they don't know why they're at that place. Um it's and just, it sounds huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So. You know, I was thinking when he was talking about that tall shadow person. Yeah. Like if you were to see something like that, but yet there's no like they're trying to terrify you sort of thing. Would you ever get used to it? I don't think so. No. I don't think I could. Like it's like, oh, there it is again. But. I don't think I could ever get to that point. No, I don't think there's any getting used to a, a building like that. And and I think more specifically because of the variety of ghosts. Sometimes I think if you have like a, a one, one ghost haunt going on, you can almost kind of make a piece of it. You kind of expect what's going to happen, you know? Maybe. Yeah. But here it's like, you don't know what's around every corner. It's, it just changes. Well, and then the thing with the roof. Yeah. And I agree. Like, if there's a building where there's a, you know, a room has been bricked over, so you can't even open a door to it. Mm -hmm. It is so closed off. They used bricks. Yeah. Then don't go tearing down the bricks. But, you know, depending on what remodeling you're doing, you might have to. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I wouldn't want to go doing that. I found a secret room in my house. <gasps> really? Well, kind of. Uh <laughs> It sounds much more if I just leave it at that and then go to her caller and then we're going to tease that. But I'll tell you, uh, no, I was um, we, we were on the outside of the house. This is when we we're decorating for Halloween. And we realized it's like, where were that window that's up there? Where is that window? 
that we're seeing. Like that's not in any of the rooms that we're we were in. What where is this window located? So I went upstairs and there's a couple of ways to access the attic area. There's an attic area that is fully accessible and that's where I store a lot of stuff. And then there's like another attic area that's not so easily accessible. Lots of just beams, not a lot of open space to put boxes, but you can get in there if you need to. Like if you need to like get to the above the ceiling somewhere to drop a light or something. Um, so I started looking around that area and crawling around and I crawled around through like a little opening on the top side of the house and I get to the other side and I find the window. And it's like it's a pretty open space. It's not super level, like midway through it, kind of like the floors change uh, levels dramatically. But if you cut a hole in one of the bedroom walls, you could potentially have a neat little cubby space or something like that if you finished it out um, with pretty good space in it. Um, but that's the the secret window. And it's kind of this weird secret room that's uh, that's over there that you can only get to by going around through this weird crawlway through the attic. So I don't know. I, I'm I think I'm going to use it next year to put like a Halloween decoration hanging in that window. I'm just going to get my way over there and just set it up. Uh, but eventually, I may cut a hole in a wall and make a little secret uh, secretive room. Uh, right. But had you not seen the window, like they I didn't know. have to put a window in it. No, you, you, you didn't have to. Um, had I not seen the window, I'd probably eventually find it just trying to explore the crevices of the attic. Um, but it's not easily accessible. <laughs> it's just like this is really weird how difficult it is to get over to this fairly open area. Um, that uh, I don't know. there's a lot of weird writing on the wall, too. Um, the things about like red rum and. <laughs> um, I didn't. I don't know. Is this maybe they were drinking up there? It was weird. Die. Yeah, die. Like pentagrams. It's like circles with the weird stars in them. I don't know what the whole deal was, but I haven't told Jen yet. It's kind it's of like how kids will be kids. Exactly. I, I had another fun one today. I'll, I'll save it for after this call. But another fun discovery today, where I was trying to convince Jen that we had found a crypt. <laughs> so. <laughs> Stand by for that. Let's go to the call first. Uh, <laughs> it's fun because the episodes you're on, I share on this, how this went down. And then the episodes that Jen's on, we revisit these stories. And then she just gives her total reaction to everything <laughs> so, uh, without interrupting my my storytelling. <laughs> so here's uh, here's the next caller. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I thought I'd share a couple of quick stories. My experience. Um when I was in my 20s, I had a lot of experiences I didn't know what to do with, and had, uh, but I'd always had an interest in the paranormal, probably because I'm highly sensitive and didn't realize that um, actually mediumship and psychic uh, abilities run in my family. Uh, but anyway, in my 20s, I was living in an apartment complex and alone in one bedroom, and I would consistently see, you know, this shadowy figure, whether it was behind me in the mirror in the bathroom or walk by me in the hallway or what have you. And, you know, it didn't bother me too much. It was a little unnerving. And then eventually, um, but I knew who he it was like I could tell in my mind's eye what he was. He was an older man, gentleman, fairly distinguished, seemed to be a nice guy. Um, and then one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard breathing next to me and I could feel an indentation in my bed next to me and it terrified me. I didn't even, I didn't turn over to look and see if he was there. 
I knew he was there. I knew I probably wouldn't see him. I wasn't sure if I would, but I didn't want to. So I just said out loud, you know, hey, if you need to live here, or if you lived here before me, great. You know, if you want to be here, that's fine. But you can't make yourself known to me like this because it's scaring me and it's not okay. So, you know, we can live in peace and harmony together as long as I, you're not making yourself known and um, promptly took my pillow and comforter and knocked on my neighbor's door who I'd met once uh, and asked her if I could sleep on her floor. But from then on, everything was fine and uh, he didn't do anything anymore or make himself known. And then another time I was living with a group of girls out, out of college and our house, we would have uh, faucets turn on in the middle of the night, the tub would turn on, the windows would open, a window would open and they were like latch window, old school latch windows that you have to turn um, to open it. And, uh, and we just started, you know, lights would go out consistently. My friend's computer just stopped working and she ended up, she went to a psychic once uh, during that time, because she was kind of curious about that stuff, and the psychic actually said, you have a ghost in your computer. And she, the psychic, of course, had no idea that, or my friend hadn't told her that her computer was, she was having computer problems, because why would she? And um, he's in your hard drive. And no one could fix her computer. She took it anywhere. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with it, that it just wouldn't work. And so eventually the landlord came over one day and we all said, listen, we think your place is haunted. Uh, there's so much stuff creeping me out. And, and my friend saw a ghost one night that she thought was me taking my dog out. And she said, Brooke, Brooke, you know, hey, what are you doing in the middle of the night? And she said the girl looked at her and then just disappeared. Um, anyway, and so the landlord said, yeah, the people that lived here before you were, um, the dad was a Native American shaman, and they actually broke their lease and moved out early because they said that uh, there were too many spirits in the house, restless spirits or something, and that they couldn't handle it. It was too much. So that was crazy. Um, since then, I've actually ended up developing mediumship abilities and um, and starting to cultivate those which have been uh, interesting. I thought I was going crazy for a long time and I still question it except that every time I do it I'm spot on and I'm dead accurate. Uh, pardon my pun. But anyway, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm convinced but I'm also still, I still am my own worst skeptic in a way but uh, I, do, I do think it's real and I do know that there is another life which is a nice thing to know. Thanks for letting me share. Thoughts? Well, you know, I think <laughs> she says, I do know there's another life. I just don't want to be stuck like that. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to go on and like be super famous and rich. No, not the famous part, <laughs> but rich maybe and like have a really successful other life. I just don't want to be a ghost. I don't want that to be all there is. Like, no. I know there's a lot of debate in what the options are. Yeah, show me the options first. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, fine, I'll be a ghost. Be a ghost. Um, but, like, I think that would scare the shit out of me mm -hmm. to be in bed and feel somebody sit down next to you and hear them breathing. Yeah. Like, that's scary. It's a bit much. Uh, 
I'd almost think I'd want to like at least have them identify themselves or hear a voice or something. Just, do you? I'd be like, do not tell me who you are. If you had the choice, I don't know anything about you, just go away. If you had, if you had to pick one or the other, would you rather just have it sit there and just breathe, and you don't know what the hell it is or who it is, or would you rather have it be like, hey, how are you? And then you could kind of go, like, oh, that's so and so's voice. If you're gonna sit on my bed, could you at least tell me a joke? <laughs> <laughs> something that's not scary. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, that would scare the shit out of me. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm saying that I don't want that to happen. So if it's any ghost listening, uh, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, we're putting a storm shelter in. Uh, go figure. After an F2 tornado went through, uh, it was on my list of things to do. I just thought I'd have more than 24 hours to get it done. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like till next spring. Exactly. So uh, it was like I was on my weekly thing. I'm like, I'm going to call somebody this week and get this this thing going. So we're we're starting doing this today. And we're we're putting one an in ground one one that's like going into the floor of the garage, so they have to chop out the the concrete and everything, and then dig into the ground and dig into the gravel and, and the dirt and everything. And of course, nothing can just go smoothly in my world. So um, uh, I get uh, back uh, this afternoon, and the guy's like, "We got to talk." I'm like, "Okay, great." Uh, he's like, "We uh, I think we hit a a beam." I'm like, "A beam? Like you're." four feet underneath a concrete slab. Like, what kind of beam are you hitting? And there's this big concrete thing uh, that's that's just, like, down there, four feet down. And I get why he thought it was a beam, and I've yet to have uh, another excavator confirm that it's not a beam, but I'm pretty sure it's not just by looking at it in the shape. I think it's a giant piece of concrete, probably from another project that somebody dumped on this land prior to this house being built. Um but uh, it's this big kind of rectangular shaped concrete thing. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm coming back in and they had to stop working because we had to make sure it wasn't something structural. Um, you know, cause no, it made no sense why it would be, but we wanted to make sure. Um, so I, I came back in and I'm explaining to Jen what they found and all that. And, and um, I said, well, at least it's not a crypt. <laughs> She's like, I already thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, they, they did say there is the possibility that someone could be buried in that concrete box. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> oh, it, you know, because like I like ID Discover. Yeah. This, that one channel. So like it could be <laughs> when they're building the house, somebody got murdered and they yeah. put them in cement and put it underneath the garage floor uh, thinking yeah. no one would ever build a storm shelter there. Yeah, the Gambino family owned this house. And the priorities. murder would go unsolved. <laughs> guy, that's going to suck if that happens. I'm not kidding at all. Like one of the things that did <laughs> through my mind, because, you know, you always hear the the like the the stories like I watch Sopranos all the time back in the day and you'd always hear the stories you know of like oh you know they they bury the person under a thing of concrete or something so here I'm in my garage and there's this giant you know the concrete's opened up so that that came to mind I'm like oh oh I see totally how this could be done because you just because you always hear those yeah. stories of the people then they went in their house and there had been some freshly poured concrete yeah 
Like, it's not for drainage. It's not because it was getting cracked and they needed to... No, it was a body. But, uh, no, there's no body. But uh, a mysterious large Are you rock. sure? Well, we'll move the large rock uh, hopefully tomorrow or something. As soon as I can get somebody to confirm that it's not a structural piece of the property. And then we'll find out. It would be great if we open that thing up and... I swear to God, if there was a skeleton or something underneath it, I, I honestly don't know that I would tell Jen. I think I'd just be like, we're going to have to move this out of here really quick while she's uh, in the other room. Just get it out oh, of here. by the way, don't listen to episode 239. <laughs> she doesn't. She's ever listened to any episode of the show ever. <laughs> I don't think I, I have entirely either. I mean, because you do the show, you don't go back and listen to them. But uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Just whatever you do, Jim, don't listen don't to Don't listen. With my luck, you'd be the one. She's like, let's listen to an episode of you and Carol once while we're driving. What? No, we shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. Why would you want to do that? Carol is horrible. <laughs> don't listen. You don't want to listen. And then it's like, oh, God. So, no. <laughs> I don't, I no, with my big mouth and how kind of eerily excited I would be, there's no way it would, would stay with just me. There's, but, I don't. I, I don't know how. I think we'd be moving again if that happened too. I, the thing that now, like when it comes out, is it was a big stone, like some prehistoric stone, or maybe it could be like a dinosaur head or something like that. That'd be that great. would be cool. That'd be but really it's going to be so disappointing. Whatever it is, it's a burial ground. Yeah. It's like, I mean, darn it was just a rock a the, boulder but still still the potential the the i try not to this is where i should break into the little texas what might have been you know because <laughs> you never know what might be underneath that uh, that creepy stone there so that was the excitement of the day here that's gonna wrap up this episode of real ghost stories online if you like the show, become an extra podcast person, an EPP at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, brand new ones for you every single week, exclusively for you guys, EPPs, uh, advanced episodes, which are commercial free and a whole lot more. All there, ghostpodcast.com, patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.